four ordinary guys with extraordinary ideas for Disney parks. This is Main Street Musings. The experimental podcast of tomorrow. Welcome back to Main Street Musings, the experimental podcast of tomorrow. Joining me in our little virtual studio here, it's one scruffy-looking nerf herder. That's right, it's Jake. (laughs) Hey there, hi there, ho there. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wonder if she means old Eric Hand. I'm your only hope, bitch. (laughs) And I hate sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Not like Tanner Costin. Now this is podcasting. That being said, I just, I needed (laughs) to put someone's name there. Uh, Coarse and rough and irritating is kind of the perfect way to describe Tanner. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So a little behind the scene info for the uh, listeners at home when they complain about how mean we are this week. I had just finished saying, you know. I, I, I'm listening to Brock's complaints. I'm going to be nice this week. <laughs> he literally just said he's going to try to be nice to Brock in this episode. In fairness to me, for every one I give, you give me about 38,000. <laughs> now I must slaughter you like I am Anakin Skywalker and you are a youngling. <laughs> oh, God. Those are my favorite internet memes in the world. They're, they're real good. <laughs> I will say... Um, Oh, yeah, we should probably say what we're talking about We're talking first. about Star Wars. <laughs> if you couldn't pick up on that. Because it's May the 4th. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we chose May the 4th be with you and are talking about Star May Wars. May the 4th be with you. And also that is with something you. a bunch of and also with you. white guys can easily talk about. This may be our <laughs> longest episode. <laughs> yeah, I love that, Captain Picard. So, so I was going to say, you guys were talking about how those memes are the greatest. And I hate the prequels. I can't fucking stand them. They're terrible. But they are good meme fodder. I will give them that. There has been a lot of good memes that have come out of them. Hello there. I am a prequels apologist. I don't think they're good. But what I think about, like, the parts of Star Wars I enjoy the most, I think about lightsaber battles and, like, laser guns being shot everywhere. And, like, those three have, like, the best versions of that. They have really awesome fights. I humbly disagree, but that's fine. I'm, yeah. Can we just agree for one second? That there's only really one good Star Wars movie, and that's Empire Strikes Back. The rest are just space westerns. I'll say there's only one great Star Wars movie, and that's Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But I do think yeah. several of the others are pretty good. I uh, there's and you you say space westerns like it's a bad thing. No, I de- it's, <laughs> space westerns it's, is a great thing. I agree, but that sets <laughs> the expectations of like plot and dialogue and character development oh, there, okay right? gotcha. like gotcha we're not expecting right. this to be high art we're expecting it to be okay fun and kitschy and the prequels are that sometimes you and know what i don't think there's are- enough of on the internet Enough discourse about whether or not the prequels are good. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, for any Star Wars fans out there listening, I have the exact same opinions you do. No need to yell yeah. at me. Please don't cyberbully me, Star Wars fan, whoever you are. I agree with you 100%. I agree. That is the best Star Wars movie. I also agree. I don't know what that director was thinking. <laughs> Nobody hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. I'm glad we're talking about Star Wars though because we will at least finally get some big time recognition for this podcast because I'm sure some way somehow despite our small following we will get a bunch of death threats and hate mail. No matter what <laughs> oh, we yeah. do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I already found a blaster in my mailbox with a note that said, this one's for you. (laughs) I've already changed all of our social media to the Jar Jar Binks fan club. Just in preparation for the hate mail. 
He's holding a thermal detonator. <laughs> the Ryan Johnson did nothing wrong fan club. <laughs> uh, that being said, I am of that opinion. Well, we're going to have to fight about it. But first, <laughs> let's talk about our... We're not actually talking about the quality of the movies. We're going to talk about some Star Wars-related attractions. Yes. We're not, that's For right. instance, <laughs> Eric is attracted to Princess Leia. Tanner <laughs> is very attracted to Princess... Uh, not Princess, I guess. Oh, Padme is a queen or Senator something. Senator Amidala. Senator Amidala. <laughs> Get it right. And Jake, I'm a senator. Ooh, we all know what Jake likes. <laughs> Damn straight. It's specifically the swamp that Yoda lives in. <laughs> yeah, not Yoda. No, the yeah, swamp. Just swamp. The swamp. Yeah. <laughs> all right, boys. Why don't we pitch some attractions, huh? Let's yeah, let's just dive right into it. Ooh, yeah. All right. Who's up first today? It's me. Hey, yeah. I know that guy. Bum, bum, bum. May the fourth be with me. Uh, so today, I'm bringing back sort of the the bones of an idea that I really liked um, from early on, and sort of adapting it to the Star Wars model. I think it works much better. So um, we'll see what we we think here. I'm, I'm talking about my 5D show um, from back. Uh, I pitched it as a Treasure Planet back in like episode ah, three or yes. four or something like that. Uh, but this was, so this would be a stage show, a stunt forward stage show uh, that takes place probably in galaxies. I mean, they, we have galaxy's edge now. We don't really need to try and pigeonhole star Wars stuff into other places. Right. Um, right. It would uh, have a queue line sort of like the, the Muppets movie where there's like, mini story beats and screens going on that's sort of explaining the the overall outline of what's about to happen uh, and you'll be following mm-hmm. a bounty hunter whether or not that's boba fett or not is sort of irrelevant at the at the moment uh you'll be following a bo- bounty hunter as he chases down obi-wan post order 66 and the ending of episode three um I know that Disney has gone out of their way to sort of canonically say that like the Star Wars Rebels series isn't necessarily like canonical, but um, for the for the story beats of this, I would love to see. Uh, so we're following this bounty hunter uh, using like the seats that we're in are kind of all like each audience member goes into a different pod that is shaped like a ship. And then that can move around this space uh, vertically uh, so that we can position beats of the show, you know, to, to highlight certain things that are going on. And then the, it would be um, the, the play space, the stage would be what we kind of refer to as like a like a th- thrust like a three quarters kind of thrust that we're moving around. So you can see action directly in front of you to the left and to the right. Um, and it would focus on this bounty hunter as they chase down Obi-Wan, um, Mm -hmm. through and the screen is mostly projections to take us to different locales. And we have like rocket jumps and cool spins and lasers and laser fights and stuff and end, uh, theoretically with, a fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul that happens on a desert planet. Um, the reason why that's important to mention Rebels is because that is canonical in the Rebels story, but it has not officially been canonized into the Disney oeuvre, though there's a lot of talk about that happening in Mandalorian Season 2. We don't know yet, um, but in Rebels, Maul is alive. And so we would get to see... Uh, a lot of cool lightsaber battles jumping up in multiple dimensions. Like, so they can force jump up and around and sideways doing this really cool acrobatic stunt show fight scene as the audience can be moved around to get different vantage points of it. That is my star Wars pitch. Cool. Awesome. Uh, just, just a note there, Maul, uh, Darth Maul is confirmed to be alive in solo, a star Wars story. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's right. Spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler for that movie, everyone's rushing out to see. uh, 
that's good for my my pitch that that has been released in canon with his with his robot legs yep that's fine uh but yeah so that that's my pitch i should say i hated everything about the prequels except for the meme quality and darth maul darth maul was pretty fucking cool and ian mcgregor is pretty good so we'll take that well well yeah i've been that and that yeah (laughs) um all right. Okay, fine. Three things. <laughs> Next I think time, Ian McDermott does a great job. Mr. Brock Gabbert to follow up that hot take on Ian McDermott. Was it hot? Okay. Um, so. Scorching. <laughs> we open on the forest moon of Endor. Following the events of Return of the Jedi, the Empire has been defeated. Uh you know, uh, a lot of the planets have been left alone. Endor has finally been able to thrive without being under the reach of the Empire. So this attraction is going to be a coaster. Uh, it's going to be a coaster centered around the speeder bikes that we see in Return of the Jedi uh, in those great mm. action chases. Um So the way this uh, ride will start is there is a queue uh, up in the trees where you're going through Ewok huts, seeing Ewok animatronics, and lots of interactive elements, maybe a drum you can play on made out of stormtrooper helmets, that sort of thing. Eventually, we load onto the coaster, uh, which is going to be kind of like the Tron vehicle where you straddle it. There's going to be two, uh, the Tron coaster that has not yet been built in Disney World, but is in Tokyo, I believe. Um, Right. The... There's going to be two people per speeder, uh, and the, it's going to be kind of a chain of three speeders that look like they're separated but are all part of the same vehicle. Um, so there will be a high-speed journey through the trees and foliage, but during the ride we find out that bandits are trying to, un- trying to claim the abandoned Empire technology that's been left behind, and we are going to help the Ewoks fight off these space bandits. Uh, the ride is going to end with the Ewoks celebrating us, singing the cut song from the original film, Yub Nub. All right. Um, yeah, and I, I think that'll be really fun. Uh, for those of you who are familiar, I plan on kind of basing a lot of this ride type uh, and aesthetic off the Hagrid ride in Universal. And that's my pitch. Gotcha. Nice. Cool beans. T-Man. Okay. So for my pitch, I am going to be pitching a pod racing ride. Uh, to me, the wonderful thing about Galaxy's Edge is the theming and consistent world building in there. And one thing that we know exists on Batu, uh, but haven't fully explored is pod racing. Uh, we know it exists because there is a pod racing engine that has been converted into a power source for the grill at, uh, the Ronto Roasters restaurant there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically I am pitching a ride that combines... Very similarly funny, I didn't see Brock's pitch, uh, uh, technology like the Haggard's motorbike adventure in that we want to feel like we're flying and hovering over the ground. And uh, the Radiator Springs, Springs Racers idea of racing during a ride and also using a mix of immersive outdoor designs and show buildings to tell a story. And that's my basic outline for my ride. I have some ideas of maybe we can incorporate a first order raid of the race as part of the ride to give it a little bit of excitement and change it so we can get out of the narrative of somebody needing to win the race at the end of the day so everyone can walk out happy. But that's the general overview of it. Cool. Nice. Neat. I love it. Jake. All right. So um, for my pitch... Uh, I should start by saying I have not experienced Galaxy's Edge in person, but my understanding is there's kind of two halves of Galaxy's Edge. There's more the Rebel half, and there's more the uh, the Empire half, which is not the Empire. It's the, the First, First Order. Order. Right? First Order, thanks. I'm an OG trilogy guy. I prefer the originals. But um, my thought was that hidden in the middle of the two... I would like there to be a ride and I want it to be kind of a hidden feeling ride. Like it feels like it's a secret that you stumble upon. I know we've talked about this before with other experiences and in between hidden is where you stumble upon hiding away the Mandalorians, 
yes, I am talking about the Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian. And I know Mandalorians have existed in other Star Wars lore, but that is the big thing right now. And I know Disney would be behind it because it's making them a lot of money right now. Um, But my thought is the experience would be kind of like a gamified drink roller coaster um, where you don a Mandalorian jetpack and you fly off on an adventure where you kind of are learning the ropes of becoming a Mandalorian. And the way I envision this working would be um, <laughs> going back to Harry Potter land, not Hagrid, but the other one, Harry Potter Forbidden the journey. journey of something. Thank you. The one in the castle where it's the arm coaster where the base of the arm travels on a car, but the person is seated like in the hand of the arm. And this could achieve the effect of making them feel like they're taking off and flying around with a jetpack. And I had envisioned as they're flying through is going to be kind of like Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters where you can shoot things. And I would really like it if it would be possible. This is a little blue sky, but if it was one person per car and it had a like a blaster mounted to it and there's a mount in front of you with your feet dangling like you're in a jetpack and with your dominant hand you could be controlling this blaster and with your non-dominant hand you could actually be controlling your arm so not the base of the arm that's still following a track to keep you safe but you could turn yourself left and right you could go up and down you can tilt side to side and you would go through and you'd be shooting these targets uh, be it creatures or enemies or things like that and then at the very end of the ride based on what you shot or how well you did um you could be given a signet like in the show um like uh, mando gets the mudhorn signet and he becomes part of the clan mudhorn with mando and uh grogu and there's other clans in um mandalorian lore like clan fett and clan wren and i know there's a lot of different clans out there maybe we could even make up some of our own for the ride i don't know star wars fans might kill us if we did that <laughs> um but you could then be awarded with like this emblem that symbolizes your clan. In the gift shop, you could buy like armor like with your clan's logo on it or whatever. And I just feel like this could be kind of the immersion. You could be like, oh, hey, I got to be part of this clan, you know, even if you don't buy stuff. It's kind of a cool level of immersion of, hey, you know, this is, this is more a personalized experience for me. That's, that's my pitch. I like it. That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's cool. All right. Strong pitches, boys. Let's move to the Q&A portion of the experience of the podcast. Experiential podcast. (laughs) Experimental podcast (laughs) of tomorrow. Uh, Right. That. that. Rock, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, So... Uh, I really like the idea. I have one uh, concern. Not it's not really a concern. It's an aesthetic choice. Uh, when I because the Star Wars movies, like all nine of them, except for you know, I, I guess in the prequels they were kind of good guys, but like the stormtrooper aesthetic is like really hammered home as the bad guys, and. I was wondering if possible would like could, would the bandits be ex stormtroopers that were still kind of wearing the armor so that we have that instant visual link or would they be completely separate if so how would that get explained um they are going to be bandits that are repurposing old empire technology. Um, so yeah, they probably do have pieces of the armor, but I would like it to be in sort of a slapdash kind of way where it's, it's clear that these are not trained Imperial soldiers. They are, uh, you know, they're pirates. They're out to steal things. And, uh, and I think if, you know, they just have armor pieces, but then maybe they're aliens or, you know, they're kind of scruffy looking. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, and, there can always be a human good guy who can say something on the radio like, oh, gosh, there's bandits. There's sure. Yeah, there's always going to be a way to explain that. Cool. Right. Thank you. Um, okay. So, Eric, just I'm trying to visualize your theater a little better. So the audience is seated. Is this like a motion sim car that they're seated in, or are they seated more around it, like a theater in the round? So... Uh, I it's not like a motion car. It'd be like their own private balcony. Okay. Um, that would probably go three or four rows deep. That could 
When I talk about like moving the balcony pieces, I'm not talking like extreme up and downs like you might find in like a drop coaster or something. I'm talking like matters of feet to change perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it would be flat backed with the these little pods of seats that could be moved sort of independently of each other, and then a more circular proscenium. Like a like a circled out proscenium that also mm-hmm. the stage can go, which goes a little more forward. Um, okay. So like the backdrop is kind of like a half of a sphere, uh, plus some levels on the the bottom, like on the ground floor, that come out, mm-hmm. um, and then you would move perspectives from from the audience as well. Um, I, I guess my question about that is if the entire audience is moving to the stage to wherever the action is, why wouldn't it all be level? I I don't get where the, how the movement changes perspective. It would just, so the idea would be like, there's a lot of different tiers of playing space. Mm -hmm. So and you could use those tiers to create distinct locations using the changes of the backdrop. So, I mean, obviously with a projectable backdrop, you don't really need that, but it's more to create like a full, like we're flying around experience. So you can move the, the people up to the top level, like at the top of the, the theater. And then they're looking, instead of looking up at the action, they're looking straight forward and you like black out the bottom and then you like light the bottom and then all of this and that creates like its own new visual effect. Gotcha. As then you move. Okay, cool. Does that make more sense? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so my question is for Tanner. Um, I actually have two, but the, the first one is pretty simple. How many people do you envision being in each pod? Ideally, my whole thing, uh, the ideally the blue sky is one that's not super realistic though. So, I, I imagine you'd have it be like a four-seater thing, and it's constructed in a way where you get the idea of what a pod uh, racer would feel like, but much like the cars in uh, Radiator Springs, it's probably extended out a bit, but okay. careful to where people still, it's a unique ride experience, however you are. Cool. And then my second question is, how do you envision the idea of racing in a in that kind of ride system? I think you use some of the radiator spring idea of you have multiple tracks going. So there are parts where you're seeing uh, the two come near each other and one takes off in front of the other. And then that's why I kind of wanted to get into then we go into this story that takes us away from the race for the whole ride because eventually that gimmick would get a little old. Because if you watch the ride through radiator springs, I think that's just kind of like the end of it. Gotcha. So I'm not familiar yeah, with yeah. that ride, but the the get. I, I mean, I know what it exists, yeah. but I don't know how it ex, how it's made. But so the guests don't actually have any control over how. No. Okay. Yeah. So it'd be a simulated race experience, but with other things going on. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> cool. I had a question for um, both uh, Brock and Eric. Just wondering about uh, fitting. Where are you guys? envisioning these rides going because Batu is kind of such a specific time and place in the Star Wars universe. Uh, how do we think those would fit in? I guess for our guests who may not know, I think it's really supposed to take place in between uh, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Or is it The yeah. Last? Yeah. No, so, uh, The Last. Yeah, that's right. You just set them in yeah. a weird order. Yes. I'll jump in. I don't. So the story that I laid out was agnostic of time period. I think it's um, easily adaptable. Just uh, change the protagonists and change kind of like the the messaging behind it. It's not necessarily chasing post order sixty six. It's a bounty hunter who's been sent after these last Jedi folk as they chase down uh, a Sith or whatever. And then you could make it a Kylo versus Rey battle pretty easily, uh, um, which allows for you know some cool some uh, interesting locations to go to and stuff too from the new places. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, much like 
Eric's, my my time period could be changed. Um, I mean, if you want to set it, you know, during that time period and just have it so the the stuff from the Empire looks like it's been there a much longer time, that's fine. Uh, I, I kind of like the idea of, like, an old ATST just, like, covered in vines and rust being suddenly brought out to, like, shoot at the guests. That's cool. But as for location, um, obviously it has to be Endor. Uh, that's the only way that works. <laughs> but I think... I. I'm not necessarily sold on this whole Batu is Batu and we don't see anything else from Star Wars because Star Wars is historically the entire series is dozens of different planets, which is to say either a desert planet, an ice planet, or that one um that one forest <laughs> planet that one time. Um hey, there was a fire planet. That's true. That is true. Um And City Planet. <laughs> that's true. But and rain planet. How okay, dare you? Yeah, there were other planets, planets. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly. Um, but yeah, so that whole idea. I I honestly think you could do it in Batu. Just kind of say, like, have a transition where you're traveling to a new world, or put it in somewhere not near Galaxy's Edge. I don't know where because I don't really Ooh, want Star Wars outside of Galaxy's Edge. I'm not Edge. looking at the map, but is there a way to just knock out everything near uh, Star Tours? Star Tours. Star Tours. <laughs> knock um, that whole area to become your Endor roller coaster and connect them. <laughs> honestly, I maybe, but I I would just like to personally. I think we can ignore location for now uh, and let Disney sort that out. Ooh, or it could be a race through <laughs> on that speeder through the Black Spire outpost. Could be cool. Like in the Black Spire <laughs> outpost, you know, you could just do it right there. And there's Ewoks there, too. Yeah. <laughs> These are pokey Ewoks. They have spikes. <laughs> I'm going to go on record as to say I'm not a huge fan uh, of them putting it in such a specificity uh, for this. Very reason seems to uh, to to stem a little creativity. Yeah, you of you things that they could add. You there. lose a lot of opportunity for moments from the other movies. I think they intentionally did it so that it would have to be focused on their fucking movies. Yeah, yeah, because they yeah. know everybody would rather have the other fucking movies, but yeah, the ones that they own and produce and stuff. Yeah. Right, which is yeah, I guess that makes sense. is fine, but I, I think for the purposes of this episode, I'd like to ignore that, please. I'm sure you would. So I'm going <laughs> to take a slightly different approach than Brock and say we can officially canonize mine as like happening at a spaceport on Vatu, where we are, uh, and like the intro video is a mercenary hiring us to join him to do this particular adventure. And then part of the, the show would be lifting out of the spaceport and going to a new place. That's cool. Nice. Cool. Any other questions yeah. or answers? I, I would like to ask Jake some questions. I'd appreciate that. I haven't had any yet. <laughs> uh, my first question is, you mentioned the Harry Potter Forbidden Journey. Yeah. Uh, so is our screens going to be involved in this? Because that's so mostly a screen-based ride. I know, that's mostly a screen-based ride. I would say I want to rely as little on screens as possible. I'd rather go animatronic heavy. I mean, I'd like to use screens in some cases, like in the um, the river ride. Uh, oh, shit. Navi uh, River. Yeah, Navi Journey. River Journey. Thank you. Where they just use them like in the background to kind of set the atmosphere. As opposed to that Harry Potter ride where they're like, they shove you into like a, a dome that's projected on. That made me so Yeah, I had to keep my eyes closed almost the entire ride. It ruined the ride for me because I was, was so awful. motion sick. And then for the rest of the day, they I was miserable. They fixed it since you and I have been there, but yeah. Yeah, it. Oh God, I still get sick <laughs> thinking about yeah. it. So I, I, I want it to be mostly animatronic reliant, kind of more like uh, the Space Ranger spin, but with upgraded, okay. realistic-looking animatronics. No. <laughs> Is this ride going to be going sideways, like in that ride, or are, if we're on a jetpack, are we somehow going vertically? No, no, no. So it's like you're going forward. Okay, and using just like um, illusion and 
and um, props and, and, and sight lines, it can vary to make you feel like you're at different heights. Does that make sense? But I, I uh-huh. imagine that the base of the car is still essentially following a track similar to Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Okay. And then if this is a jetpack, does each person have their own arm? In a blue sky ideal world, yes. I feel like that's not even a blue sky. I feel like that has to be there because yeah. that would be really weird. Yeah, if it was like yeah. a jetpack for four. Ooh, now I'm yeah. a lot yeah. less concerned about being like, yeah, no, these are single person pod <laughs> racers. <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I don't think that's bad as long as you're sending eight to ten people out at the same time. Right, right. So this is another thing I had envisioned is what if in order to because I don't want people right on top of each other. I don't want it to be like an omni mover, you know. So I was, but what if there was like a bunch of different tracks? So you could send out a load of people at once. And maybe every time you ride, you have a different experience. And maybe that's why you you could potentially earn a different signet every time you ride. <laughs> Another um, just small detail I thought would be cool would be like if on the underside of the seat, there was like orange flickering lights and maybe like it produces like a little bit of heat. So just like your legs, you kind of feel like they're actually as flame coming out of your jetpack. I thought that'd be kind of a cool I detail. I love it when they burn my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, my favorite Star Wars quote (laughs) from Anakin Skywalker, episode three. You know one of those things is going to malfunction and somebody's going to get a scorched scrot and then they're going to f***ing sue Disney for everything. Your scrot is down by your ankles? (laughs) I have a very large nutsack, but no, still. Gotcha. You put one down each pant leg, right? (laughs) I I thought you meant like below the seat, like right, like where you were sitting. No, no, no. Like by the scrot. Gotcha. That is my other question. Are you sitting or somehow just like dangling? That's your other question. I thought it was about the scroll. I, I know it's awkward to think of like flying in a jetpack seated, but I think you'd be seated with your feet dangling. So is it, it'd be kind of the same sensation you get when you go on one of those sort of air quotes standing roller coasters where you yeah. are definitely seated, but yeah. your like legs are like mostly. Yeah. And again, um, kind of like the Harry Potter ride. You're sitting like with dangling legs. Also, if you're not being careful on one of those and you happen to go up a little bit further than you're comfortable at, uh, your your crotch is going to feel yeah. awful afterward. Speaking of scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a very ball-centric episode. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> Any other questions for me? <laughs> um. <laughs> Didn't think I was going to have to talk about testicle safety. <laughs> Well, you shouldn't have created well, it. You should always ride. be prepared. Well, you should always be prepared for testicle safety. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is very testicle safe. I want none going into the vote. Um, no, I, I, I don't have any more questions. Okay. No, me neither. T? No. All I'm right. just trying to figure out how I'm going to vote. Now's the part of the episode where we vote. Let's vote. I'm first. Rock that vote. Uh, tough, 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 tough. Very nicely done, everybody. Yay. I like all of them a lot. Um, and they're all distinct. They're all very unique. You yeah. Know, like the, so, so it's very, like, you can't just kind of, like, you know, knock knock anything out for, for that. Um, oof. <sighs> I'm not. I'm a sucker for this game. For this game shit. I, I want. I want it to work, and I want it to. I want to. I want to fly in a jetpack and shoot stuff. Right. Um, <laughs> like if done correctly, there's so much fucking fantasy fulfillment in that experience that it's kind of hard to ignore. Uh, so for that reason. I will be voting for Jake Gabbards. All right. Cool. All right. I'm moving on. Jake, you are next. Okay. Well, as I kind of mentioned, I'm a sucker for the original trilogy, and I really am liking the land speeder thing. Um, I think that's a pretty cool experience. I always thought the land speeders would be a cool ride. Just watching those scene, that scene in the movie has always been really exciting. So I'm going to cast my vote for Brock's land speeder ride. Cool. cool, 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 cool. Thank you. 
Um. Ooh, this is tricky. They're all so cool. Um, I would like to see how we can try to make pod racing cool. Um, so I'm going to vote for Tanners. Cool. See you, This is really hard. Uh, everyone did a really great job. I think just for the... Sh- Jake's feels like a challenge to come up with how it'll work, but I want to kind of dive into how we can make that work, I think. So I'm going to go with the Mandalorian. I loved uh, the other two as well, but I think that's the way I'm going to have to go. Yeah. Great job, everybody who got set who didn't get votes. <laughs> it was really hard to decide. And I'm sorry, no, Eric, I wasn't cool. gonna force a tie. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I honestly respect that. No, they were all really cool though. I I, I love them all. I I'd be excited to, to see all of these in Galaxy's any of these Edge, back really. again <laughs> in the future. <laughs> And congratulations, Jake. Thank you. Jake. Hey, hey, hey. All right. So I I should kind of start off by addressing a couple of issues, I think. Um, first, I want to say the idea for this very much came from, like Eric said, the idea of being in a jetpack and shooting at things. How fucking awesome is that? That was kind of my thought. And then that was followed up by I really like the idea of kind of the hiddenness of the Mandalorian are kind of hidden and hiding them in Galaxy's Edge could be a cool thing. I know we talked about that uh, throwback to episode one with Eric's awesome Dr. Facilier ride and the hidden entrance to it. Um, and then the whole um, the buying the armor thing in a perfect world. The original idea I had was there's the great scene in the Mandalorian show where the armorer, I think they call her, um, builds him his armor based on his experience with the Mudhorn and gives it to him because of that. So in a perfect world, you would ride this ride and then based on what signet you earned, you would just get stuff for free. Like I think it would be really cool in the gift shop. If maybe it's an animatronic behind glass of the armorer, like uh, you know, building armor and stuff in the background, you see the sparks flying in the flames. That could be a cool thing to have. And again, in a perfect world, you would just get stuff, but Disney is going to charge for it. So I was trying I to be have realistic, a lower budget solution, possibly. What is that? Ooh. Uh, what if, like, we just My brand the guest after they come? <laughs> oh, no. With, with the heat I source. I was so excited the heat to hear under the seat. You could brand the yeah. backs of their ankles. <laughs> yeah, that's. they think it's just, uh, oh, these are really realistic jetpack simulators as we're actually just branding them on their calf. <laughs> so I do, Jake, really like the... Uh, the signet idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am personally of the opinion that with a ride like this, and before we get into all of yeah. it, uh, we were just talking about the ride system. I think it has to be multiple tracks because I don't think there's going to be an easy solution right. to not looking up in front of you and just seeing the arm. Well, I agree. And that way, yeah, you get the, you get the random different, uh, possible, what am I saying? The random different like experiences that you can have, which when you mentioned the gamifying it and giving the, uh, the the what's it called the uh clan signet mm-hmm. um you mentioned per- perhaps it's possibly based off score but what i think is more interesting is like in the lore of the show it's definitely more interesting if it's based off the experience, experience yeah. where he fought the mudhorn so i think if we always get different mudhorns i'm not mudhorns, different, different uh, that was actually my original yeah. idea but then i wasn't sure if the multi-track thing would work so that's why i was thinking score instead so, but I like that you're on the same page with me there. But yeah, I think it, that could be cool based on what creature you get or what experience you have could kind of be your emblem. I also don't think you can really attach anything to score uh, in something like that just because there are kids that are going to be worse yeah. at it. Right. They still want the thing. Right. That's that's um, true. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think you're on a great track with the whatever whatever thing it is you fight. Yeah. 
You get like an Eagle Scout badge. Right, right. Well, and then it, it kind of is like it gives, even though it's a ride, I can see it giving kids like a war story to tell. Like, hey, I earned this emblem when I fought off the Mudhorn or, you know, like. <laughs> I'm picturing the scene in Jaws where they're comparing yeah, scars. Like, <laughs> so 50,000 men went into the I water. I know I made a joke <laughs> earlier about having a possible like alternative solution, but what if. That's still you can still buy the emblem and everything, but what if it also goes into your uh, play Disney or my Disney experience type thing that they're trying to rely on more? Oh yeah, with the absolutely. Whole promise of like stuff being more like the cast members acknowledging different things about you. That could be one of the things that yeah. like if that ever really takes off on the ground. Right. The well, whole that's, experience I know they, is you also could get your little sigil is part of your right. play Disney thing. I agree because I was thinking because I remember back when they were talking about Galaxy's Edge, they were going to make it. So it's like if you did really good on the Millennium Falcon, then the stormtroopers might be like jerks to you because like, oh, you're a good smuggler. And then that never really took off because COVID kind of shut everything down. But, yeah, I think if they got back into that, it might be cool if like they had Mandalorians walking around. And if one of them recognized you as being from their clan, maybe they like, you know, do something special with you or something like that. That could be really cool. They teach you the secret handshake. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're from a different one, they beat you up. <laughs> yeah. They literally kidnap you. <laughs> they literally smack um, your tray of food out of your hand. <laughs> like in a lunchroom. That Nerd. being said, we're not going to have like helmets or anything, are we? No. I, at one point I had kind of thought about doing like a Mandalorian helmet and like it's VR goggles and that just seems unsanitary and like a hindrance. Yeah. And no, I don't think helmets. No. I think you could sell the helmet. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, a- oh absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, what you could do is it could be, and I mean, I know that Star Wars, I mean, Galaxy's Edge already has one of these, but it could be, actually, it has two of these, uh, where you build your drone or you build your lightsaber, but this could be another one of those. A droid, you get Brock, your own you Mandalorian armor. Not a drone. What did I say? <laughs> you said drone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's weird. Uh, yeah, no, droid. Um, but yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. I was envisioning this being the third place where you could partake or participate in kind of picking your colors that you wanted and your emblem placement. And that's where you'd see the animatronic of the armorer building things in the background with the sparks flying. And it would kind of or be like it could a just third. be the cast member you ta- talk to is dressed like an armorer. Right, that too. Yeah. My no, way of thinking of this was... we. We kind of have the rebel faction True. on one side of Galaxy's Edge, and we have the First Order on the other side, and the Mandalorians are kind of in the middle doing their own thing. It's, so it's almost like you have like a trifecta thing going on. Yeah, I love that, adding to the world building of it. That'd be cool. Honestly, I really want a Mandalorian <laughs> armor now. <laughs> I've been seeing people on Reddit who have made their own, and some people are really amazing, and they've come up with some really cool stuff. And some people suck ass. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but yes. Yes, they do often, but I don't know how that's relevant here. Yeah, don't kink shame. Yeah, it's 2021. I'm not shaming eating ass. I'm, I'm saying that they, they're not good at making stuff. God, no, I would, not, would never shame. <laughs> ultimate experience (laughs) (laughs) we're cutting this right (laughs) right we're cutting this so that i think that's all a really cool experience something really fun for the guests outside of the ride yes but what's the ride so i kind of pictured in like the wooded area maybe we see like an old like temple looking entrance again in reality we would have to have signage and you know pregnant women should not ride and all that crap (laughs) but i would like it to look almost like a a, a secluded temple that is i'm sorry i'm picturing a pregnant woman in a jetpack (laughs) (laughs) just like using both sticks to get around being like i shouldn't be doing this how come they didn't warn me Why did they have to make the theming so good that they put it in an alien language? I didn't mean to come down this path. I got lost. She's trying to hold her Mickey ears on with one hand and steer with the other hand. Outstanding. But yeah, so in part, I I also am 
obsessed with that kind of theming. Yeah. And you could get it so that it's like a little private like walkway down a little bit. Yeah. That has like a like a like an entrance into something and on that entrance you can post all of the safety right. regulations. Right, exactly. Like um so it's like the the walkway that takes you to the entrance of the experience can be very much sort of like a hidden kind of thing. Right. Um and that could even be a fun, like, the Play Disney thing, like, yeah. where a Mandalorian, like, finds you and is like, you look like you could be good for this, and then, like, literally takes you there or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a pregnant woman! <laughs> <laughs> Full even circle. Better. Beautifully done, Brock. Beautifully done. That's why we keep him around, folks. Uh, it's the improv, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and also, um, uh, <laughs> you, um, <laughs> um, so anyway, I picture it looking kind of like this ancient temple. I picture that it's this hidden temple in the woods. It was run down and abandoned, and that's why the Mandalorians have secretly moved in because they know nobody's going to look for them there. So. Aesthetically, this would be similar to the Indiana Jones ride. I know we bring that up a lot on this podcast, but that's because it's fucking well, cool. It's, fucking sweet. it's a cool ride. Yeah. <laughs> so I imagine you're kind of winding your way through these dark tunnels, and you kind of get this feeling of where are we? There's something up ahead. I need to keep going. It's intriguing, but I don't know what it is. It's a little scary, but it's exciting. And eventually, you stumble upon the Mandalorians hanging out. And I think this could be a cool place for a show scene that kind of introduces the ride before you just get into the loading station. Do you guys have any thoughts on what that could be? I think it's, uh, so you have, like, the Mandalorians hanging out, playing games and shit like that. And then on, like, a little screen, uh... Uno! (laughs) (laughs) And then one of them shoots the other one when they say, you know, um... You suck my battleship! (laughs) And then I'll like a little screen you have like a like almost like a like the 50s retro look and like a droid is explaining how to use the jetpack okay um and it and it's broken like that fallout kind of aesthetic yeah where uh it's like black and white and like kind of breaking up but like you get the main points of it and it's like this is how you put on your jetpack and it like shows you how to get into the ride how to clip in yeah um how to control it Speaking of the controls, you mentioned that you wanted one hand doing one and one hand doing the other, mm-hmm. like specifically dominant and offhand. I don't think that would work. It would either have to be left hand controls it and right hand shoots. I don't think you could switch it dominant hand. I, I know. I was um, thinking that. I was just thinking it wouldn't be fair to people who were left handed. Cause I, well, I know life's not fair to people who are left handed. I know. Because I just know shooting a gun with your non dominant hand is very difficult. So I was thinking, my thought had been, if the gun is on a mount that comes up and over from behind you, the the ride person could ask you if you're right-handed or left-handed, and they could switch it, and then the controls would just be centered in front of you, and they would be centered, so you Um, can use whichever hand you want, and then the gun could just move back and forth. That was my thought. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 That works for me. Yeah. Or you put it like a two hand controls and the triggers for the guns are on each controller or whatever. Um, but I think the, I think that I think yours is a totally work like way cooler and works. I like the idea of actually holding a blaster. I think that mm-hmm. would be. See, I like the idea of punishing people for being left handed because that's <laughs> not God's intention. <laughs> mm. Mm. Closer to the devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you take out a ruler, like a, a lady at a Catholic school outfit comes out with a ruler and like smacks you. Like a nun. On your left. Uh, I'm sorry, left a hand. lady in a Catholic school? <laughs> Just one of those ladies <laughs> in a Catholic <laughs> school. <laughs> uh, those nuns from where Luke lived. Can come and beat yeah. you up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the little frog yeah. nuns. Yeah, a yeah. frog nun comes out and smacks you if you're left handed. Which, like, <laughs> sure, yeah. the ride might not be fair, but you got a unique guest experience. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's true. You got smacked yeah. by a yeah. frog nun. <laughs> not everybody yeah. can say that. <laughs> oh, there's a million Star Wars fans right now yelling at us. Uh, because the only clip they've heard of this is us calling it a frog nun, and they know yeah. the exact name, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I have, I have no. I don't idea. know what they they're called, 
but I know they're damn sexy. <laughs> oh yeah, that completes our uh, attraction list. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so I think that would kind of solve the gun issue, and then like Brock said, you should take that to Congress. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we finally done it. We've, we've solved the gun. We've solved the gun issue. Yeah, we just asked them beforehand if they're right or left handed. so so we board our jetpacks after being explained that we are we're gonna learn how to you know fly a jetpack and shoot a blaster and they want to see how good we are or something like that to see maybe that's kind of explained like hey you can't be here unless you can prove yourself to be that you're good enough to be a mandalorian and then they put us through this test maybe that's what it is you know the guy who That's shoots cool. the other guy playing Uno is the one who points yeah, he's at like, us. Hey. He's like, hey, <laughs> you. I'm only half kidding. I know. Because they're obviously not playing Uno, right. but like whatever space Uno they're playing. Yeah, I like the idea of us walking in and, and one of the Mandalorians is like, just the, everybody just kind of stops and looks at us, like in the Westerns where they come into the bar and it's the, the, yeah. the piano music stops. One playing on yeah. the piano. <laughs> <laughs> Helmet um, on. <laughs> so then you you board your jetpack and it takes off and then they have I like the idea of the separate <laughs> tracks for separation. I think the back I think if the arm was just painted in dark colors so it wasn't super visible and the back of the arm was designed to look kind of jetpackish, I know it would be big, but I think as long as it was designed to kind of match the Mandalorian armor, it would be okay if somebody saw it from a distance. Um, sure. Yeah. And then the ride, you go down the ride. So what are some of the things we might encounter on the ride? A Sarlacc. That could be cool. Yeah. Get some revenge yeah, for him. Get some revenge for Boba Fett. Yeah. No, that's the path where you just get shot into it. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure Sarlacc's that fun eaten. because it's just a hole in the ground. <laughs> well, yeah. Everybody <laughs> shoot at this stationary hole in the ground. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it have like tentacles and stuff? Yeah. So like, if you f- maybe you fly too close to it, and the tentacles are like swinging at yeah. you. Oh yeah, yeah. and the extended it's like that, yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings beast in the special editions it does. Of Moria just chilling in sand instead of water. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what, uh, so what's that thing that they fight in the the pits in episode six? The rancor. The, the rancor. rancor. I think that a rancor cool. would be cool. rancor would be really cool. Yeah. I think like a giant space worm, a raincore. Yeah, like a, I was gonna say maybe the crate dragon. Like I know that's yeah. crazy big and like you know, but that's one that people I think would be happy to see. A young crate dragon, yeah, sure. Because I yeah. know people were yeah. super excited when one made an appearance in Mandalorian, the show. So I think having one on the ride would. You know. I would suggest the um, the spiders from that recent episode of the Mandalorian, but those were terrifying. Yeah, they were, but it could be cool. Yeah. Like, uh, Spiders are a, a kind of an interesting choice just because a lot of people are like legitimately deathly afraid of spiders. Yeah, especially kids. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wouldn't want to. Um, uh, oh, you know what we could do something a lot cooler with are the um, the creatures that they fight in episode two in that weird coliseum. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I'm looking it up now. One of them is called a Nexu. One is called a Reek. Uh yeah, so something with those guys. Yeah, I so I think we're looking at like five different tracks. One of them is the what was the first one you mentioned, Jake? That like that's from the show, the crate dragon. Something. No, the mud horn. Oh, the mud horn. Yeah, but yeah, the crate dragon, the crate like a dragon, baby one. The rancor. Uh, I've already lost the name of it. The rancor. The reek. Uh, cool. it's like one. a. It's like a rhinoceros type thingy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we do a reek and we do a space worm. The other one I I'd thought like the of next was, this one is a little limited because it's supposedly from Hoth, but I think a good recognizable original trilogy creature would be the Wampa, which We're is not like a Tauntaun. No, I said Ooh, the Wampa, next two is the cool abominable too. snowman guy. I think I don't know if you guys remember that scene in episode two very well, but the next yeah. is that weird cat thing with the mouth yeah. that oh, like yeah, goes yeah. all the way across its that face. That one's better. I think that one's kind of cool. Than the one than the other one. The, the Rhino one? Yeah, the Reek and the Mudhorn, I worry, are a little yeah. too similar. So the next two is really okay. cool. Yeah, so if we're, yeah, we'll keep the Mudhorn keep, and then keep the kitty. Ah, oh, kitty. 
<laughs> yeah. Cool. And I, I think it's a. Did my wampa idea I also get think shot those down. are a really fun. <laughs> I think they're a really fun array of different kinds of creatures sure. where it feels different every time. Yeah. And they would all use different sort of moves and everything. And I think if there was. Because, like, uh, if you guys, our listeners out there, look up, you know, the Mudhorn emblem from the show, it's a really unique. You know, artistic. It looks like a mud horn, but it looks really cool. I think it'd be cool to have symbols like that for each of the creatures that we mentioned. Absolutely, I feel yeah, exactly. I feel strongly about that. Um, I'll also. I I would just like to point out though, like the lack of conservation within the Star Wars universe. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, this might be the last creature of its kind. I don't care. Let's kill it. <laughs> it's dangerous. Kill this the motherfucker. Earth Day, Brock. <laughs> and we're like, hey, hey, kids, go in there and kill these rare animals. <laughs> we're not in the animal kingdom, and it's not Earth Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're at Black Spire, bitch. <laughs> I just think it's all. funny. Kill them all. <laughs> we're adding a stage show where we show like all these different animals, and but the lesson to be learned isn't aren't animals amazing. It's and this is why we need to kill each one too. <laughs> yeah, but stage shows don't win, Tanner. So I don't. I, I th- not when they're up against rides. I think instead of being flown directly into the creature, I think it should give it a minute or two of getting used to the controls and stuff before you get to the creature. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. So, maybe maybe a little target yeah, practice and of you're some like kind, and then the suddenly, and then you get attacked yeah. while you're doing your. Practice. I think it's fun then if that. If during the uh, the queue, you know, maybe we hear about or there are clues to, well, there's been a dangerous monster around this these parts. Right. Um, and then be, if we're kind of vague with how they describe it, we'll fu- suddenly see a completely different monster. And it's I like the idea, too, of maybe when you're going through the queue line in the temple, there's just subtle paintings of the monsters on the walls. And it's never yeah, really yeah, directly mentioned, cool. but you kind of look at them and you're like, oh, is that something I should be worried about? You know, that could also yeah. help with like our timing issue in the ride. Like, say all five of you go out at the same time, like, hey, new recruits go out and do some target practice. And then like there's like a, a swarm of different things and you're all told to go follow like a different path. Yeah. And like you go get that guy. You go over there. And then you kind of swerve, and then you're into your own track. Mm-hmm. So that can help us time us time it out a little bit better. I do like the idea of all of them being together for the target practice and then going off in different directions. Yeah, that's cool. I think, personally, I think it's more fun if you're off and doing your own thing, mm-hmm. and then the monster attacks. Like, it's you aren't going after right. it. It comes after you, and then you attack it. I do like right. the idea, too, of kind of getting back together with your group at the end, like, as you're exiting the ride, and then you can all, like, talk about your different experiences you have. Like, oh, after we split up, what happened to you? You know? Um, yeah. Maybe, like, a, an off, like, an NPC accidentally shoots the wrong thing, and there's an explosion in the, in the chaos. You get separated or something. Yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah, that could be interesting. Like the droid who explained how to put on the jetpack. Yeah, and you could also have like radio sounding voice in your ear, where it's like, "Come on, you got to do this now," you know, and you're just kind of hearing that in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then, at the end of the ride, you are kind of like, "Hey, you're awesome. You can be one of us. Here's your signet," you know, and then yeah. Still in the temple, you go and you see the, the armorer and you slash play gift Uno. shop to appease Disney, and then you exit. Does that sound good? Have we covered everything? Is there anything we're missing? I think it's great. No, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I do think there's a lot of really cool stuff we could do with the Q because, you know, their whole religion is based on armor and weapons, so we could be seeing all these cool old weapons throughout Absolutely. Star Wars yeah. history. We could throw in some references uh, to the know. Darksaber. Yeah, and the old republic yeah. and all that stuff. That would be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. How do you feel about it, Jake? I'm really excited. I mean, we could easily go into the all the minute tiny details for the next 3 hours, but unfortunately, we can't because instead, it is time for the lightning round. Oh my gosh, Hell it's a lightning round. Yeah. All right, let's spin that wheel. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's making that noise that the wheel makes. <laughs> cra, 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 All right, cra. today we are doing a flat ride. 
Oh. And that flat ride is themed to Pocahontas. You know, that exciting old Disney movie. Isn't this fun? Yeah. All right. Um, I'm up first, sadly. Um... (laughs) Oh, this is going to be the worst thing I've ever pitched, and I pitched them really bad. <laughs> um, all right, so for our flat rides theme for Pocahontas, we're going to be on a scrambler-type ride uh, during the dig section, which, in fairness, is the coolest part, the coolest song in that movie, it in is, my opinion. absolutely. Yeah. Dig, boys. So we're, like, going up and down. We're on the shovel as they're digging for gold into the ground. <laughs> As we're as the song is playing and we're singing along in cool shanty fashion, uh, <coughs> that's my pitch. Thank God, thirty seconds. Is me next. Me next. <laughs> you don't get to decide that. I know, but I want it. It's Tanner. God. <clears throat> All right. So I had two ideas, both equally bad, but the one that we're going to go with is also a scrambler ride where we will be boarding a leaf and we will be all the different colors of the wind. <laughs> maybe you're on a reddish leaf. Maybe you're on an orangish leaf. Maybe you're on a green leaf. Ooh, look at you on the green leaf. As we're flying around, whirling around, uh, and there's an animatronic Pocahontas there, and we're flying around her, and she's just singing about all the colors of the wind, and that is my pitch. Nice. <laughs> it's better than mine. <laughs> Still hasn't reached I'm so good. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Brock, but it is changed. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. And I promise I did not rig that. So I'm last every time. All right. That's that's the rules now, I All guess. Right, I'm going to go. Okay, so mine is going to be a Dumbo the Flying Elephant clone, except instead of Dumbos, it's going to be canoes, and the bar that makes it go up and down <laughs> is your paddle, and it's going to be set to the song Just Around the River Bend while you go around in a circle, and I don't know, maybe there's like a Miko, that raccoon in the middle, and he like squirts water out of his mouth and like sprays you or something, and you just like keep paddling and going up and down, and the song is playing, you know, and uh, yeah. That's that's my Pocahontas Jake ride. Jake's on a really strong moisture theme today. <laughs> I just I want that. Even though nothing we've talked about has anything to do with getting wet. <laughs> All right, next up we have Brock. Okay, so my ride is going to be one of those dangling, uh, spinning swing rides where the swing is hanging from chains. Except this isn't hanging from chains. It's hanging from vines drooping down from Grandmother Willow, who makes up the center of our ride as she sings at us loudly while we spin around the song, paint with all the colors of the wind, and also gives us supportive grandmotherly advice. Uh, So we're swinging around within her branches. Honestly, I was trying to figure out a way that we could get Grandmother Willow to give some advice on the ride, too, so I'm proud and of you, Brock. Actually, in order to get advice and have a different song, I think she'd be, she should be singing her song, which is the Listen with your heart. You I forgot that she had a song. Yeah, it should be Listen with your heart. And she's just going to sing that on a constant loop. absolutely be Listen with your heart while we're speeding around yeah. at like 40 miles an hour. <laughs> And Grandmother Willow also squirts water at you. <laughs> Listen to your heart. <laughs> like a camel. Watch out. She spits. <laughs> There's a joke in there yeah. that I'm not going to touch. Grandmother Willow is rude. Gra- did you, sorry, did you say Grandmother Willow is a spitter? <laughs> yeah. Well, I said she's rude, which is like the same thing. Oh, right. Hate that. <laughs> No, I, d- I am not going to go on record here and say that Grandmother Willow swallows. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 Oh my gosh, those TIE Fighters are heading straight toward our Facebook, Jake. Facebook.com slash Main Street Musings. Let's take evasive action. And my God, is that the Instagram that did the... 
Castle one in 12 parsecs or something like that? <laughs> it sure one. did. Main underscore street underscore musings. And Eric, our... Oh, shit. I had one, but it slipped out of my head. Oh, it's Twitter. Oh, oh, Eric. <laughs> A Twitter won't pull your arms off if it loses. <laughs> MSM underscore podcast. It's Chewbacca. It's a lot I about Chewbacca. It. I got it, but it didn't really work. Like, there's no, how you it didn't. To that. We were so close. In my head, I was like, that's a really good one. I'm really proud of that one. And then I said it, and it was terrible. And he's Brock. <laughs> I'm Brock. Everyone, make sure to give us a five-star rating. Review us and tell all of your friends. A five-star Wars rating. Ah, nice. And we'll done, all be Tim. very, very upset when this does not happen. You mean the Pocahontas rise? May the fourth be with you all. And Five also stars. with you. May the fourth. Go enjoy your Star Wars day. Do something Star Wars y. And with your spirit. Yeah. Bye. And with your spirit, so much lamer than and also with you. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Damn it, God. <laughs> <laughs>